0: Welcome to DOS Game Club episode 27. My name is Florian, RNLF on the forums, and uh, like always, uh, I'm not alone here. Martin is here, as your usual host. I am. He is. But I'm not hosting, am I? You're not hosting. Again, once again, I'm doing it. Yeah. But it's not only the two of us. There's also Richard. Hello. And David. Hi again. And both of you have been on several shows with us together, so that's cool. Yeah, it's been great. And what are we discussing today? Today we are discussing about life
1: and death. It's, a, it's an unusually deep topic for a DOS gaming club. <laughs>
0: Indeed.
2: It's a really weird game, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really odd, this one.
0: Full disclosure, I didn't play it at all. <laughs> so let's see what happens.
2: Yeah, let's
0: be doctors. At that point in the show we are asking who suggested the game and why but this person is not here today Uh, so it was our long-term dos game club member kdr nick who is actually going to be a doctor soon so i guess that's why he suggested the game (laughs) and it's all thanks to this (laughs) game
2: this game inspired him to be a doctor i think this is not actually something that happens a lot (laughs) (laughs) did did, did he say that no no i don't think so. (laughs) so um he does have a weird nickname but i think it's inspired by uh dr nick right yeah from the simpsons yeah
0: so it's just one letter moved from one end of the word to the yeah other.
2: it's if you move the
0: k to the oh, end it yeah.
2: spells dr nick yeah
0: sort of oh, yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um but i guess at least one of you i know played the game before what about you
3: Um well that'd be me so yeah i bought i think this is one of the first games i ever bought for my pc this has been back in 1989 i bought this Wow, I've still got my I've still got my boxed copy from back then with the complete with rubber gloves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, th- this this was something I heard on the forums that this game came with uh, rubber gloves, a mask, a <laughs> uh, full uh, scrub kit.
3: Well, yeah, maybe not the scrub kit, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think it started me off on big box collecting. Actually, this one It's absolutely full with funny manuals, sort of like memos, hand-stapled memo manuals, all sorts of stuff in the box.
0: Yeah. Um, who else played the game before? I haven't. You haven't? What about you, David?
1: No, I I I I'd, I'd never played it before. I had seen it before when I think somebody was uh one friend, my dad was helping them set up their Amiga or right. something. And uh that's the only time I've heard of it. Okay, then we don't say the we don't say the word amiga here.
0: No, we we, we <laughs> say it. We've said it before, reluctantly. <laughs> there's there's no bad blood between us and the amiga folks. <laughs>
2: Anyway, I want to hear about Richard's big box some more. I mean, this this is amazing. He has an original box from the 80s. That's something we have to dive into, right?
3: Oh. Yeah, it's looking a bit worse for wear, if I'm truly honest. You shouldn't. You wouldn't want to put the rubber gloves on looking at them right now. But... <laughs> and uh,
2: are, are the gloves just for novelty? I mean, surely they don't well, serve they... a purpose for the game, or do they?
3: Well, you... You need to wear them when playing. Right, it's for role-playing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you could, you could dress the part, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I imagine you dressed at a computer in full surgical gear and someone walks behind you and says, it's just a computer virus you did. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: does that conclude the discussion about the big box itself or can we talk about the game
4: now?
2: I just wonder if this, if I mean, this is a quite a special thing. So I just wonder if there's anything worth mentioning about this box, but, but I, I guess the gloves are...
0: They're uh, noteworthy, yes. Yeah. I just thought it was quite cool.
3: Yeah, well, I've kept it for. You can tell the ones that I've owned since I was a kid because they're the ones that are the most stained. And
2: <laughs> now. Why? Why did you buy it? I mean, did did you buy it yourself or or did you get it as a gift?
3: Well, my parents would have paid for it, but right. I think you and me that suggested it. So, uh, I mean, I used to get PC Plus Magazine, which a few people in the UK will remember, I'm sure. But Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. So I used to have about, what, three pages of games reviews. So I only did about three or four games a month, and it's one of the ones in there. So I think that was what set me off. Wow. Because uh, this is not a
2: super well-known game, is it? Or maybe it is. I don't know.
3: Um. Well, out of the, yeah, out of the three to pick from, I don't think there was. else was in there, I think half of them probably wouldn't have worked on CGA because I had that limitation at the time as well.
2: Ah, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Because by the late eighties, most games probably had EGA graphics. I would think.
0: Yeah, yeah, we played older games with EGA, and yeah, I, I find it surprising that this game only uses CGA, right? Especially considering how how nice the Amiga version looks. Mm. But maybe we can talk about that a bit later after we actually know what the game is about. Yeah. So w- what is it about? It's mostly about
1: killing patients, in my experience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a patient
2: murder game.
1: <laughs> it, it is because my reaction to this game. It says on the, it says on the list we have here. What did you think? My reaction was mostly confusion. Mm. Um, If there's something similar to it, I expected it to be something like uh, the Trauma Center series of games on the DS and Mm. the Wii. Uh, But the Trauma Center games go into fantasy very, very quickly, where I'm trying to laser little manta rays out of a heart while they're being spawned by a giant eye. (laughs) Uh, It's it's more like being an exorcist than a doctor in that game. Uh, But this... This goes very much in the other direction. You, you're put into a hospital, they wanted it to be, to be as precise as possible, and uh, you have to learn and follow this entire procedure.
2: Yeah, it's, it's really a, a simulator, really, this game. I mean, honestly, I struggle to even call it a game, to be honest. It seems more like a sort of educational mm-hmm. game or, or some kind of doctor's tutorial or something. It's really... I want to say realistic, but maybe that's not really the word I'm looking for. But it's it's really about the actual procedures of medical stuff, isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, I guess um, if we're talking about flight simulators, for example, we call those games too, and they are very realistic. And often there's no other goal than flying the plane without crashing. So yeah, is that really that much of a difference?
2: Yeah, it's it's really in that vein of really just... Mm-hmm trying to offer uh well everything that that is involved with being a doctor i suppose or being a surgeon really so yeah it's a surgery simulator i guess is this game
1: yeah yeah
0: Yeah. that's what i understood from you all talking about it in the past so um, (laughs) oh
2: right you didn't play it yeah i didn't play
0: (laughs) i was a bit busy to be honest yeah but anyway so um what's your job as a surgeon in this game and how do you perform operations and what else do you have to do
1: so yeah, you, you're dumped into the hospital at the start, you are given a patient and a room number, uh, you go in to see them, and then your first objective is to poke at them until they scream in one or more parts <laughs> of their tummy, and, uh, and then you fill out a diagnosis, uh, maybe they just have some bad gas, maybe they have kidney stones, maybe they need operated on immediately. And then most of the time you'll get that wrong and you'll be summoned to the head surgeon's office and he'll give you a talking to <laughs> to tell you how wrong you went. You go back, you do the cycle again with no apparent repercussions or investigation from the medical board.
2: <laughs> it's really interesting how the game offers really little in terms of introduction or... or mm-hmm. yeah. It just assumes that you've read the manual, I suppose. Although, the manual actually, I mean, maybe Rich can comment on this. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't include a lot, does it?
3: It's not all that helpful. I mean, you'd think it would sort of describe in detail all the procedures, especially when you get to the surgery later on. I mean, it's just, you're kind of left guessing as to what to do next and see what happens.
2: <laughs> just like a
3: real doctor. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> I think, I think that uh, the, the game
1: has about five manuals or something along those lines, but they're really presented as medical manuals and you have to sift through them and find out what's, what you actually need to know.
3: There is a medical school in the game. The, sort of, the first thing you do is you get sent there, but all it does is show you how to navigate around the hospital, and it? it doesn't actually tell you <laughs> yeah. how to diagnose anything. Yeah, and
2: it, it only does so after the fact. Yeah. So, so yeah, you actually do uh, a diagnosis, and you get it wrong because you're just guessing, and then the game goes, no, 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 I'll tell you, and then you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> and I guess you better write it down or something because it doesn't tell you... Ever again, does it? Or if you do the exact same thing wrong, I suppose. Yeah. It yeah. W- yeah. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, you end up with this massive list of instructions that you've gathered piece by piece mm-hmm. uh, by playing it over and over. And meanwhile, you're you're presented with new patients all the time. I don't know who goes to this hospital anymore. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't think. I think this is a medical school that's working with the quickly discredited trial and error teaching method. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I don't know where they find these people because mm-hmm. this is the 20th person you're about to kill. Surely it will go right this time. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: okay. Well, yeah, I mean th- this is this honestly makes the game really interesting because you would never make a game like this today. Mm. It, today you're you're meant to be instructed, you're meant to play a game, but the fighting the game is really the point of this game and, and just trying to get mm. a bit further and then Learn something else and then put it in your memory and then do it again.
2: Yeah,
0: that's really it. But does that make it a bit more gamey compared to being a pure simulation? Because in a flight simulator, for example, you you don't get any instructions, right?
2: Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you can really go game over.
1: S- surprisingly, no. It keeps account of your successes versus failures in mm. the high score table, but uh, yeah. you're never you're never kicked out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I think it does make it a bit gamey, the fact that it has this loop of telling you what you did wrong and how you should do it the next time. But it also, to me, it really feels like an educational title. I don't hope this is how doctors actually get their education. (laughs) (laughs) And the hospital also, it has only four rooms, right? Mm -hmm. It's really Mm -hmm. a small facility, like extraordinarily small. So... Yeah, there's four beds and that's it. And there's also one patient at a time. So
0: mm-hmm. And apparently you're the only doctor too, right? <laughs> because you also do the anesthetics. and.
2: Oh yeah, but that's actually interesting to talk about because um, you're not really alone. There's a team. You can hire assistants and, and nurses to help you out. That is true, yeah. Although they only give hints, I think. They don't actually do anything or maybe they do, I don't know. I think they only say things, yeah, that's right.
3: this so I'll give you a hint if the heart rhythm's gone wrong or something like that,
2: yeah, exactly and and you have to sort of think who you will recruit because well you can you can assemble quite a useless team, I think. Or, or a really helpful team
1: yeah, the, the guide that I was using had all these uh, guides as to who's good at what, but I never really found it made any difference. no it might it might be they uh, they say different things on different parts of the surgery to, and maybe that makes a step a bit clearer but uh, there's not a whole lot of difference
3: no. They had some of the staff members who have like had don't get along with each other. Did anyone try that? <laughs> oh, I haven't. I haven't. No. So if you, if you pick two of them and they, they start squabbling of giving <laughs> you, <and> you <laughs> in the operation. Oh
2: wow! I didn't see that. That's you must have played quite a lot of this as a child, Richard.
3: Well, yeah, I did, probably didn't have that many games back then. <laughs> so I, I played it through to the end at the time. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive.
1: Did you Did you find that your uh, memory of it uh, allowed
3: you to get through the operations fairly? easily or it it took a while I thought I thought it might not be helping too much until I tried to go at life and death 2 and knew absolutely nothing at all (laughs) (laughs) so I think yeah it was helping quite a lot yeah but
2: you did you play it all the way to the end this time yeah yeah oh that's impressive Uh, because that involves two two surgeries right
3: yeah that's right this is it's a lot easier doing the second one once you got the first the hang of the first one I have to say
2: right yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. So the, the 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 whole of the game only offers two different surgeries, really.
3: Yeah, it's quite, it's quite short. I reckon if if you got everything perfect, you'd probably finish it in about fifteen minutes. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of the shortest games we'll ever do on this. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but at the same time, it's it's really difficult to to get to the end. So yeah, there's no way without doing it a thousand times that you could well be any good at it, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Just like real Doctor. <laughs>
2: Just like real doctors. It
1: is like. It is so odd, because the instructions... They're really intricate, you know, online help instructions in the game. You get these descriptions, these diagrams in CGA, and it's really impressive what they did with CGA, but they're, they're in totally the wrong place. You only get shown them after you've already mistaken. Yes. They've slung another body onto the pile downstairs. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: yeah, it's, it's also... I don't feel you instantly kill every patient but as soon as you make even the tiniest mistake then it's just game over right there it's just okay you did this wrong next patient <laughs> i don't know what they do with the patients i mean you 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 open them up and then you leave them just like that so
1: how i mean yeah i mean trauma center to use the example i mentioned at the start that was very good at being euphemistic and polite about when you failed an operation when you failed an operation usually there'd be a senior doctor barges and said, I got here just in time. Let me take over. Exactly. Uh, but here you just get a photo of the morgue with your <laughs> patient's toes poking out.
2: Yeah. Do you, uh, do you feel you're getting uh, a sense of the game, Florian?
0: Um, I think I am, actually. Um, hmm. I mean, I also have the notes that uh, you guys uh, were so kind to write so that I can follow those. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I'm looking at this section about surgery now and... There are seems to be lots and lots of things that you have to do during surgery, and lots of of Latin words that nobody really understands. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all those those things uh, sounds quite quite intricate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's very intimidating.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's I don't think there's any gamification going on or any you know like what you said, David, that in in some other uh, doctory medical type games they just make stuff up or it's just fantasy stuff. And even in games like Theme Hospital and games like that, you know, well, it's just nonsense, <laughs> <yes>.
0: <laughs> really. Wait, you're going to say Theme Hospital is not realistic? <laughs> well, I, that's
2: exactly what I mean. It's 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 a game, essentially, and not a medical manual or anything. But this game is completely the opposite. It's, it's super hardcore. It's 100% the actual terms, the actual procedures, none of this stuff is made up. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they went through any kind of process to make it less intimidating or more like a game. It's just, well, it's just what it is.
0: I guess that has to do with um, how this game actually came to be compared to how other uh, medical games see the light of day. Like We're going to talk about it a bit later, I think, but this game was actually designed by an actual surgeon, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I I don't think that in theme hospital, for example, anyone with any kind of medical background (laughs) was involved at all. I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) What's actually kind of interesting maybe
2: to tie into this realism of the surgery stuff, because I feel that the surgery is really the meat of the game. I mean, this is really where you spend like three quarters of your time right yeah and florian as you said in the in the introduction uh the game was suggested by dos game club member uh Kdarnik, or or k darnik uh <laughs> dr nick <laughs> who is on his way to become uh, an actual doctor and he wrote a forum post comparing the game to an actual medical procedure so maybe it's interesting to to see what he wrote because well, I don't know about you guys, but I have absolutely no idea if this is realistic or what. I mean, it seems realistic, but I I really don't know anything about this
0: stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at the stuff that Kedarnik, which is a nice pronunciation of the name, yeah, uh, which Kedarnik wrote, um, it seems like the procedures are quite realistic. He mm. says some of those are a bit outdated, which is, uh, I guess, understandable the, with the game being from the 80s. Yeah. But all in all, he says it's 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 pretty realistic. Yeah. That's...
2: Yeah, that was my impression as well. That mm-hmm. I think the designer of this game really just wanted to transfer his knowledge of how this stuff works to the general audience. So yeah, I, I guess that makes sense.
0: Right. Shall sh- shall we talk about, about the a bit about the designer maybe? Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that now that we've mentioned him twice, so apparently the game was designed by an um, oncologist, Doctor myothant is that how you say the name i hope
2: uh i think so i think it's an asian name a maybe i don't know yeah
0: yeah Uh, this doctor anyway so apparently um the story goes that after a while he burned out from all this this operating and then became a computer scientist to create this game wow isn't that a super strange and interesting story
2: so he, he was burned out and then thought, let's program a game.
0: <laughs> that's not
2: really a, a stress reliever, is it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, may, maybe in the 80s it still was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But,
2: yeah, okay.
0: But yeah, that's, that's that's quite the story. So apparently he was too stressed out from all these operations and probably from seeing people die because you cannot save everyone, mm-hmm. as this game clearly documents. <laughs> And as a stress relief, he decided to make this game. Wow. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, it's amazing. It's
2: a little bit like Police Quest, isn't it? Police Quest was also famously designed by a mm-hmm. police officer.
1: Yeah, and I know that uh, Richard Cobbett, uh, who used to write uh, the crapshoot articles for PC Gamer, yeah. uh, he, de- he described it as a lot like Police Quest as well, that the hmm. process was given to them by this real-life expert, and you, ha- you have to follow this process to the letter or you die.
2: Yeah, this this could have been a Sierra game, really. I mean. the, the, the the similarities are striking.
0: <laughs> uh, well, if this was a Sierra game, um, then the wrong people were dying all the time, right? So,
2: oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, in a Sierra game, the doctor would die. All the
1: time. Yeah. <laughs> you jab the B syringe well... into the wrong place, and your head just falls off.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, maybe let's let's now that we discussed um, the designer, maybe let's talk a bit. I don't know, what, what shall we discuss next?
2: Well, you also wrote down that he later worked on some kind of social network for doctors.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's quite interesting, I guess.
2: <laughs> well, that's I don't I don't know. I mean I've never even heard of this site, and I think it's it's not online anymore, but I don't know what the idea
0: was, like Twitter for doctors or something. Like, no, it's, it seems like it seems like that was a website where they could share experiences and sell used medical equipment. At least that's like, <laughs> the first. <that's> bit, <laughs> the I, first bit sounds good. Yeah, that, that's what I understood from this uh, from this article that I found about the site. Cheap
2: syringes, people only used
0: once. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool though. That he seems like this uh, half programmer, half doctor kind of guy. I mean, yeah. That's kind of unique.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now, now that we're already talking about the development of the game, um, shall we talk a bit about the studio that made it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Apparently, the game was made by a company called the Software Toolworks, who are most notably known for their Chess Master series, which I think was 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 quite popular in the eighties and nineties. I think.
1: Oh yes, yeah. I knew I'd seen that big logo somewhere before, and it, it was definitely Chessmaster. I saw it on, yeah.
0: And apparently, over the time, they acquired lots and lots of other studios, right? And somehow ended up with a Mario license and published uh, other educational games <laughs> that are in the um, Super Mario uh, universe. Wow. And apparently, even that Nintendo agreed to publish those for the PC. That was that sounds quite unusual for, to me.
3: Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, there was a bit of that. They've got to be better than Zelda on the CDI, haven't they? Let's face <laughs> <twice> it. <laughs> Which
2: one was that, the the CDI Mario game? Was that Mario is Missing, or is that another one?
3: No, it was Zelda on the CDI. Oh, that's Zelda, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, oh, right.
0: Ma- Mario is yeah. Missing is also from um, the Software Toolworks. So, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're quite interesting because they also, through these... Um, they got lots, lots and lots of licenses they and and did lots of ports. For example, they ported Wing Commander to the Super Nintendo and Paperboy to the Game Boy. That's that's all those those really big titles that they were somehow at the borders of those worlds involved with. That's quite surprising.
3: Yeah. yeah, I was surprised that, I mean, they bought out Mindscape and they bought SSI as well at some point. Oh, yeah. wow. so you'd have thought both of them would have been bigger than Software Toolworks. Yeah. Well, apparently not. No. <laughs> so I think they were renamed to
2: Mindscape later, though.
0: Yeah, uh, they they I think they used the name later on, right? Yeah. But the, the, the interesting thing is that when, when you Google this company on uh, games, for example, you find lots and lots of games that they are um, linked to. For example, Monkey Island, Loom, the Ultima series, And it's all because they republished compilations of those games. It's Mm. interesting to look through their um, list of games on Yeah. If
2: you're looking to buy a legitimate copy of Life & Death nowadays, the cheapest way is to probably get one of those compilations through eBay. Uh Because I saw several that include Life & Death. So... Yeah, I guess they just made these combination of games they owed the license to or something and just put it in a box and sold it. That seems like what they did.
0: Yeah, that's what it seems like. (laughs) Yeah, but they
2: didn't make these games, though, did they? No, I think. But they did make Life and Death, so
0: Mm. Of this huge list of games, they are related to. There are only a few they actually made.
3: Yeah, yeah. The only software tool. I don't think other one of theirs I can remember. Does anyone else remember Mavis Beacon teaches typing? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. What? Because that, <laughs> that was one of theirs back in the eighties. Ah, huh. that probably taught me how to type back then. I think wow. I never actually bought it. I'll admit. <laughs>
0: Um, someone on, on the chat mentioned i think that this this series is still going on and being developed which series um this this, this whoever teaches typing series
3: mavis bacon
0: really <sighs> yes and uh, isn't that isn't that a fictional character
1: yeah that's right okay. yeah like uh, betty crocker and uh, paul hollywood <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man i've
2: never heard of this even
1: Uh, Oh, really? I think it's it's quite a famous American series uh, that's a series of typing tutors.
2: Okay. Well, I'm not really that much into the (laughs) typing game scene, I think. (laughs) But yeah, I had no idea.
0: Wikipedia says that this Mavis Beacon teaches typing now belongs to Brudaband, Hmm. which are famously known for many of the games we played before.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And also did a lot of educational titles, by the way.
0: Oh, did they? I didn't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's enough about the company. Um,
2: <laughs> well, the Chessmaster thing was pretty big, though. I mean, that was like huge. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: that was well known, I think. Right.
2: And they did develop that one themselves, just like they developed life and death. Right. So that's not just a re-license and, and sell it again type of thing. The Chessmaster 2000, is, I think, is the one that is most famous.
0: Right. So, yeah. Props to them. So we haven't, I mean, we, we have talked about the game a bit, but um, a lot less than we usually do. Mm. Do you guys think there's a reason for that? Well, the game itself, it's it's... I would say
2: it's like a novelty game, really. It's like uh the, the meat of the game is the surgery. So it's really just a matter of getting the surgery right. And in and there's loads of steps. And just like you, David, I also eventually had to use a walkthrough just to get the steps right. But even then it's still impossible to do, really. <laughs> it's just the tiniest mistake immediately. Throws you out of the operating room and you have to
0: start over. Um, I think someone mentioned that you actually have to be pixel perfect um,
3: to do the operations. Is that right? Did you have the same experience? It's. I mean, there's different difficulty levels. If you have it on that like, nightmare level, then it really, literally is pixel perfect. But if you got it at the default at novice, then you've got quite a bit of leeway, to be honest. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> And it, it doesn't it doesn't actually always kick you out. If you, it depends what you do wrong. I and mean, if you do something major, it'll kick you straight out. But you right. can get away with mistakes, and then you just close up the patient at the end, and then you only find out that you forgot one step or whatever.
1: <laughs> you've left your watch in.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. You, well, you can leave a clamp in. That's one of them you'll let you get away with. Wow! No one will ever know.
2: Oh, uh, I did. Uh, I did once forget the um, anesthetic machine. Yeah. Because uh, I, to turn it on or off. Well, that's one of the things that, that Kedarnik mentioned, that it's it's a bit odd that you have to be both the anestheticist and the surgeon at the same time, because in real life, this is two roles. And uh, you have to also mo- monitor the heart monitor and the breathing. And uh, you have to basically do everything by yourself. Mm. And maybe this is the reason that I forgot to turn on the uh, anesthetic machine. <laughs>
0: You monster. Yeah, I just grabbed the scalpel and went for it. And, uh,
2: uh, <laughs> this was
0: not.
3: It's, it's easily done.
0: Yeah, you know, it, in a real life situation, maybe the patient would have told
2: you. Oh, he did tell me. He, did, he, did, he told me loud and clear that this was not uh, <laughs> a desirable uh, action. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's something I was impressed with. Uh, during the initial pokey uh, diagnostic stage, hmm. uh, The the sound samples from the PC speaker are really good.
2: Yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to explain this a bit, I think.
1: Yeah, so um, the PC speaker uh, is designed just to produce one tone. It's designed uh, to, at the post-beep, when you turn on the computer, uh, that's all it's designed for. It's got one tone. It'll, say, it'll speak a certain number of times to tell you if everything's okay or not. Very soon after it was invented, it was discovered that by turning it on and off very rapidly at different frequencies, you could produce something approaching music and you could uh, have different notes. Um, And on top of that, if you went really deep into it, you could start producing something approaching sound waves. Uh, But it was very rare for uh, any program to do this. There's this one, there's a a golf game called World Class Leaderboard, and uh, I'm sure a couple of others. Ken's Labyrinth, uh, because the Ken of Ken's Labyrinth, the genius as he is, uh, managed to find a way to get the PC speaker to output the entire game's music and sound effects but uh, it is definitely a very difficult feat to get anything approaching real voices out of it. Right. Yeah.
0: Did you know that um, Wolfenstein 3D actually has a feature or a, a configuration option that lets you play all the sounds through the PC speaker but they removed it from the configuration menu. So if you tweak your config file, you can actually try it out and it's Oh wow. that was only that that was 4 years later, I think, 92, yes. And uh, it, it sounds really acceptable. The only downside is that it uses so much CPU power <laughs> that you couldn't play the game anymore. Yeah. and you yes. yeah. yeah. can't the day.
1: Yeah, that, that is the big drawback. And it could be used here because you don't need to do anything else while you're poking around and mm. then you get the reaction. But in uh, live action games, it's going to be more difficult.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. this game was released in, in 1988. And I think this was about the turning point for for PC audio that, well, during most of the 80s, it was just the PC speaker and it was really, really poorly equipped in terms of audio compared to others as well. I mean, compared to the Amiga or even the Commodore 64 or the Nintendo, everything had better sound than the PC, basically. Yes, absolutely. So by the late 80s, this started to change with the introduction of the AdLib sound card and later the Sound Blaster, of course. And then it changed quite rapidly. Really, it's just a matter of years. It went full digital audio and, and CD audio a few years later. So mm-hmm. yeah, this was really a, a big change in in how how it all worked. But this this game is really on the on the edge of the PC speaker era, uh, and really pushing the limit. Really, with the with the patient screaming, "Ouch!" Really, realistically, <laughs> I mean, it does sound quite good. Really, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's quite impressive as advanced as the sound is the the the, the graphics are really it's it, well we, we mentioned quickly that the game runs in cga which is really quite odd for a 1988 game
0: yeah it's super odd mm-hmm. i mean um the vga card was invented two years prior to that the ega card was is four years older i think mm. yes four years that's can, you couldn't imagine that today using or uh, releasing a game that only uses i mean. Indie games probably can get away with it, but if you would release a major title nowadays that uh, doesn't use or doesn't have the option at least to use modern hardware yeah. to the fullest, people would probably look very sad.
2: <laughs> yeah, and especially then, four years was, was relatively more than it is now. I mean, things were moving really quickly back then. so Totally. Yeah.
0: And then you then you compare the Amiga version of the game which looks really amazing and wonder why didn't they just put in that little bit of extra work to support at least EGA. Yeah, I
2: don't know. It does use an
0: interesting palette though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one of the lesser known CGA palettes.
2: Yeah. Because most CGA games they're cyan and and what's it called magenta I think
0: magenta yeah magenta,
2: yes. basically just blue and pink mm-hmm. right. and and also lots of games use the other one what's that brown and 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 green I think
0: mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: so yeah those are the two main ones but this one uses well blue and red basically uh, cyan and red
0: yeah it's it's a very good match for the game I think yeah because um, without the red I don't think you would like the graphics at least a bit because um imagine those those you know the title screen that with this this these feet and the little note that says um patient died <laughs> um, if, if if those feet were magenta instead of red and white i think you wouldn't think those are feet
2: yeah yeah it's it's a perfect color palette really i mean the the cn and white can be sort of used for like dr robes and 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 things like that. And then the red obviously comes in really handy for the blood and the skin tones and everything. So,
0: Yeah, I guess if you have to go with four colors, then those are the four colors you actually want for this kind of game.
1: Yeah. So while we've been talking about this, I've been looking up the Amiga screenshots and I've just remembered why this game stuck in my mind because on the back of the box... Oh, uh, there's a brain. <laughs> there's, a, there's a brain that somebody's dropped in a pool of blood with blood soaked gloves. Uh, this is... Yeah. This is very much 90s game advertising a couple of years early uh, but yeah. yeah it was designed to really shock that's terrible and, and especially as he shouldn't be going anywhere near the brain when he's doing appendicitis autotomy, uh, he's going in the wrong direction
0: <laughs> well if you're the surgeon in this game that does actually make a lot of sense
2: but that's that's actually true you uh, you played the role of uh, an abdominal surgeon it's really quite specific you only focus on on the on a really specific part of, of the body mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in fact one of the aspects of, of diagnosis is that you can forward people to another doctor who is specialized in another discipline yes uh, yeah
1: and it's, it says in the medical school you, you you don't know how to do urology so you refer them to a urologist yeah but when they need surgery <laughs> here's a tray of dangerous drugs and pointy things good luck like.
2: <laughs> yeah i don't know how that works but uh but it, i thought it was interesting that you have this option to actually say, well, I can't do this, but here's a doctor who can. So good luck with them. And then, yeah, send them off. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an odd mix of roles where you're the diagnostician, you're the surgeon, you're the anesthesiologist. Mm. Uh,
2: but I think if you wear the gloves that came with the game, I think you could actually <laughs> sort of feel like a real doctor <laughs> playing this game. So that's pretty cool.
0: We just talked about that in this game, you're an abdominal surgeon, and then they also made Life and Death 2, right? Which, in which you focus on the brain. Yeah. Which is, which is funny because apparently they put the uh, brain in the advertisements for the first game. So <laughs> what, what went wrong there?
2: I don't know. Maybe they had drawn a really nice brain for the ad and then thought, well, let's use it for a game.
0: <laughs> isn't, it, isn't that a photo? I think it's a photo. Mm, yeah. Yeah, definitely a photo.
2: <laughs> I haven't played the sequel, though. Uh, I think Richard has.
3: Uh, yeah, I had a quick go on it. It was. I mean, the graphics much, much nicer graphics. They've got the full VGA for a start, so, and you've got like an entire hospital you can wander around now and go into each of the rooms and see what's going on. But the actual gameplay, when you get down to it, it's well, it makes brain surgery as about as difficult as you'd expect brain surgery to be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it's
3: not rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> But uh is it the same gameplay? It's so the diagnosis is more complicated. So instead of just poking around on someone's stomach you have to like wave lights in front of their eyes and poke them with pins on each side of the body and wow. you do the reflex tests on knees and arms. And it's a it's, it's really lengthy, sort of drawn-out process. And then you have to, depending on which bits move on each side properly or not react normally, you have to figure out which side of their brain's injured. Hmm. So so when you go into the operation, the first thing you do is turn the head left or right, depending on which side you're supposed to operate on. Ah,
2: so that's the first mistake you can make right there.
3: Um, Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: it makes sense to have the diagnosis more complex in this game because I understand that it was super easy in the first game and not really a challenge, right? Yeah,
3: well, yeah, but, you, <laughs> but the thing is, when you're getting the operations wrong over, you're doing this diagnosis over and over. It was driving me nuts. So I didn't stick with the, I didn't stick with the sequel very long because of that. Mm. And there's there's also some bug with the mouse input, so it was like. You know, when you hold down a keyboard key and the PC speaker starts beeping because it's, like, cached it too many times or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's doing that with the mouse input. So you have to, one of the parts of the procedure is drilling through the brain and you have to hold down the mouse, drilling through the skull into the brain. And you have to hold down the mouse button the right amount of time until the pitch changes to say you got through the skull. And it just cached the input, so every time it just drilled straight into the brain. (laughs) That's no good. (laughs) So that's as far as I ever got with that.
2: Right, yeah. I actually played the first game um, on my laptop. With with a touchpad. And uh, that's not easy, is it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, the guide I was using actually recommended use the cursor keys instead of the mouse for when you're cutting.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's what I'd do. you can get as nice, one of the things you judged on is if if you don't have a straight line, it'll let you go all the way through the operation and then fail you for having a jagged cut.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I had several times actually, that Uh you have to make this, uh, this incision the what's it called there's a name for it like the the mc the mcburney or something the Mac's, oh yeah so sure, yeah yeah the mc something incision you have to make but it's it's basically just a straight line from left top to right bottom yeah and that's not easy with a touch bed, I can tell
1: you. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially as as we've talked about before, it goes for the realism albums, uh, the, the realism angle. So you have to do all the layers. Mm. You have to. There's the epidermis. There's the sub-epidermis, There's the yeah, sub epidermis Yep. Then there's the muscle top, the muscle bottom, the muscle sub muscle. Yep. All the time, and then if you haven't got all of those exactly right, then it will then tell you you've made your incisions in the wrong place, and you can't continue.
3: Well, yeah, and you have to cut the muscle the other way around, don't you? Just to throw you in do,
1: the- yeah.
3: And and every layer bleeds, so you have to keep
2: clamping things and and burning things to stop it from bleeding out. And and you can also wipe things, I think, or is there like a sucking thing to suck blood away or something?
1: Yeah, the drain. Yeah, yeah. So you. It, t- it took me a while to even work out what the clamps were. Yeah, because I was using I was using the scissors for a very long time. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I did that as well. <laughs> it so- sounds like this, uh, like the surgery itself, is super hectic. Uh,
2: is, it, is it that hectic? You have to monitor several things at once, so I don't know if it actually is. I just it just made me nervous. I don't know if the game is really all that hectic if you look at it objectively. But I felt like I was responsible for this person, so I better do it right. So, And there are several things to monitor because you have to monitor the, the heartbeat and the breathing and, and the blood level also. You can hook up uh, an IV uh, and, and, and put in extra blood and, and yeah, you have to swap that out if it gets too low. <laughs> and then you do the incision and it starts bleeding and you clamp it really quickly and, and well, that's it uh, as far as that. Goes right. I think the most hectic thing is when something goes wrong, for example, when the heartbeat drops or or rises, then you have to really stop your procedure and do some kind of emergency thing. I don't know what's it what this is called. I'm not a doctor. Injection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to you have to bring out a syringe and 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 we'll do it and the correct one? They're they're only labeled with a single letter. Who yeah.
3: doesn't? Well the keyboard shortcuts for those the trick is to learn and there's only two of them. So. Yeah. so as long as you know the keyboard shortcuts it saves a lot of sort of opening drawers and things trying to find the right syringe. Yeah exactly because there's a syringe with just a B on
2: it which is the antibiotics. But there's also a bottle with a B on it, I think, or an A. It's it's really... A lot of the time, I didn't really know what to go for. And I had to look it up in the walkthrough. Like, what am I supposed to even use now? So the game doesn't really say, here are the antibiotics. It's just a syringe with an A on it, or a B. And you have to figure it out yourself.
1: It's a B. It's not the one with the A on it. It's the one with the B on it, which confused me immensely. Exactly. It seems... it's. I mean, it's difficult enough.
2: So maybe... Don't make it extra difficult by mislabeling the, the syringes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I don't know if it's hectic. I mean, it's definitely difficult. I didn't know there was a keyboard control, actually. So I might try it again with that because, yeah, with the touchpad, I didn't have much success doing the incisions, especially. That was really just the the most difficult part for me. Did you, did you succeed uh, at any operation, David? I wonder...
1: No, I got as far Mm. as pulling the appendix out and putting that upright, and then I clicked on the wrong pixel somewhere, and they told me I hadn't done the incision in the right place. Uh, Uh, But I got quite far. I think that I'd have more success if I were to go through the entire uh, guide first, note down what I wanted to do, and then print that out so that I had a guide beside me. Yeah, Because I was flipping back and forth most of the time. Yeah, But but I I could feel myself getting better. Hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you sort of... Well, that's the danger, that... At one point you think you know what to do, but then you just do it quickly and you forget a step. That's that's what happened with me anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I better I it was better if I just kept the guide along and 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 you know, just do the steps that it said instead of thinking I could manage it and then forgetting half a step and then, yeah. Oh well. I guess I guess the bottom line of this game is that being a doctor is really difficult. So,
0: who would have guessed? <laughs> That's the thing. Um, I just read that David had to leave, so we're on our own now. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. just the three of us. Oh, thanks, David. Yeah, Thanks thanks for being here, David. Bye. Now is probably also the right time to play this voice message we've received from Tim, a.k.a. Spacefarer, who has been on the show before in episode 25, in which we talked about six smaller games. We got the voice message a bit late, in fact after recording the episode, but we don't want to miss out on his contribution, so here it goes. But we're not discussing it for obvious reasons.
4: As retro gamers, we often talk about modern games holding your hand a little bit. They don't really let you explore the world and go at your own pace. They always say, oh, do this, do that, here's the checkpoint, so on and so forth. And with retro games, you don't really get that. They kind of throw you in at the deep end and leave you to figure it out. And uh, then you've got Life and Death, which sees your deep end and raises you an ocean. The game gives you barely anything to go on when you start up, and doesn't really get any better from there on out. And when you eventually fail, as you most likely will, the guys at the medical school are just like, nope, do it again, come on. Even after you've killed several people in the process, which, if you're a real doctor, they'd probably kick you out after the first attempt. And as far as I can tell, you're not really going to get much further unless you bury your face in that gigantic manual that they give you which is full of all kinds of interesting medical terminology that, hmm, let's face it, nobody's going to read that. Anyway, all I can say is if you're going to kill people, just load up GTA instead. You'll have more fun.
0: Thanks a lot for this voicemail, Tim. And now back to the original recording. All right. Um, shall we talk a bit about how the game was reviewed back in the day? Sure. Yeah. Because those reviews seem to be all over the place, there are reviews in the nineties, but there are also reviews in the thirties so wow there's it's all over the place mm-hmm. I think that that's quite quite interesting, and one review that I found says the game got an award for the the fourth most weird and stupid plots of all time. <laughs> And the conclusion was: thankfully, the game only includes those two operations. Mm. <laughs> How mean is that?
2: Yeah. Do you remember what uh, what was it again? The, the The magazine that you had back in the day, Richard.
3: Yeah, the I, one that... I scanned it out. Didn't they? Didn't actually give a score line. So I, I don't. I don't think they had score lines in that. So, but it gave it a decent review.
2: Hmm.
3: It sort of emphasised the gore factor. I think. So I was quite into my horror movies as a kid. So that was probably what won me. <laughs> Yeah, I can see it's difficult to review
2: this game because well, honestly, I mean it does succeed in what it's trying to do. So in that aspect it's actually quite a good surgery simulator, I suppose. The question is is that a fun game? And I'm not completely sure it is. I do I do admire the novelty though. I mean it's it's definitely unique, but it's not really a game you can play for fun, in my view. So I can see it's difficult to put a score on that.
3: Yeah, I've never played anything else like it. I can think of it. Anyway, the nearest, it's, it did remind me a bit of playing the likes of Dragon's Lair, hmm. where you'd have to learn the move and then get sent back to the beginning every time you do something wrong to try again, something different. It's kind of that sort of gameplay, really. Right, yeah. that's the.
2: Is that the game that's like a cartoon or um, uh, an animated movie, almost?
3: Yeah, that's it, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then you have to press the right, key for every scene, and you have to memorize it, really.
3: Yeah, it's far it's more interactive than that, but it's that sort of gameplay.
2: Yeah, basically what they do nowadays with the... Um, what's it called? The the things that are where you have to press a button quickly. Oh, obviously. your quick,
3: quick time events. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's really sort of that, but just the whole sequence of them. Yeah? Yeah, I suppose it's pretty similar to that. I don't know what to make of this game, to be honest. I mean, I, I, I really think it's cool that, that they're trying something new and and different. But to be honest, I didn't really enjoy playing it. I mean, I was just following these instructions and then being told I did it wrong and had to do it again from the start,
3: and yeah, Yeah, I felt like that with the sequel. I got a bit of nostalgia going back to this, but it's it's a game, I and I played it through to the end, but I never felt the need to revisit it.
2: Yeah, so... I mean I totally understand that it's cool to have this box with the with the weird stuff in it. And then it's, yeah, it's it's really cool, but <laughs> I'm not sure if it's really something you'd recommend to someone. Oh oh you like DOS games, well maybe try this one. I am not sure. It's
3: yeah, it won't it wouldn't be tough in the no, list, would it? No.
2: So it's one
0: yeah. of those games that you collect and then never touch again. Yeah, it's really that. Yeah. There's also a modern game um, called Surgeon Simulator. Did oh, anyone try yeah. that one?
2: Uh, I have heard of it, but I don't think I've actually played it.
0: No, me neither, sadly.
3: No, me neither. Ah.
2: But I think my impression is that that game is more uh, of a comedy game, although I'm not completely sure if that's accurate. But my impression was that it's really about messing it up and then laughing about it. You have to control a doctor's hands, right, with the mouse, and then just go at a patient with your scalpel. (laughs) <laughs> right, and then a mess up, and then haha, I messed up, and uh, I, that's yeah <laughs> the, uh, the the impression that I had of this game. So I'm not sure if it's if it's really trying to be educational. This game definitely is. I mean, this game really conveys to me well just all the things that go into an operation and. It's really that. It's not it's it's not I think the bottom line is it's not really entertainment.
0: Well, it's not that I'm getting the impression that it wasn't really entertaining to any of you.
2: No. No, that's but that's what I mean. I mean this game is really yeah. just a lesson in being a doctor. Right. But that's also why I can see the reviews being all over the place because it's really difficult to put a, a number on this.
0: I mean, yeah, that, that that makes sense. I mean, it's I guess the game is really good at at what it's doing, but just what it's doing it's not fun
3: yeah yeah that's about fair people like simulators i mean i could never like get into flight simulators either but there's certainly a place for them
2: that's true and i think it's really cool that games allow you to to dive into this world that you would otherwise never be in i mean you could never actually be a doctor and just go at it uh do a surgery on someone i mean that's just not a situation that would ever happen but in a game it's completely possible so I think that's really cool. So, yeah, if if you're into this stuff and, and are not uh, a doctor, then I guess, yeah. I don't know if doctors would enjoy this game, though, I mean, <laughs> doing your job again when you're at home. So I don't know. I don't know if doctors find this relaxing.
0: Well... I do my job also when I'm at home, so... Yeah, maybe, maybe do, <laughs> doctors uh, do ma- enjoy maybe, it. Maybe doctors are the same. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Let's ask Kedarnik once he's done with his studies. Yeah. If he wants to operate on people in his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, I think we've covered most of the game. There are some, some trivia someone wrote down. Apparently, um, there's a uh, death generator that you can use to... Uh, create pictures what's what's that about
2: yeah that's really cool uh there's this is this twitter user called foon and uh he's uh um, he's a collector of of retro uh, vintage computer stuff and he uh tweets about floppy disks all the time and he made this website called DeathGenerator.com, and it basically collects uh, a whole bunch of uh, game over screens from various games and you can put your own text in and and life and death is uh is one of the featured games on this website so you can choose life and death and it gives you uh, two of the screens from this game one is the uh, the doctor giving you a message and the other is uh, the instruction room with the with the blackboard where uh, someone is holding a stick and uh, well pointing you at a message that's that's on the board and you can put in your own text so you can make this doctor say something or you can put something on the board and it's really fun so uh, there's quite a lot of games in the death generator by now. But uh, still, I mean, this is quite an obscure game so it's really cool that it's featured in that i mean you don't come across this game very often so uh yeah
3: it does it does seem appropriate there doesn't it given the game play? yeah definitely and the amount of death
2: <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah i think the site started really as uh, jokingly referring to the sierra death screens which are so abundant yeah so i think he just put some of the sierra death screens in there and then well, it basically just escalated from there. It just kept adding games and games. So, just yeah, it's fun to check out. There's quite a lot of uh, games in there right now. So uh, you can make your own death screens. That's fun. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think there's not much left. Um, how can we get the game nowadays? I think it's on none of those um, on, on none of the online stores, right?
2: No, I've searched GOG and Steam, and it's not there. So. Yeah,
0: we we won't say how we played it. Uh, uh or i didn't no actually i didn't <laughs> uh
2: a, a shareware <laughs> version from archive.org all
0: <laughs> right um someone said that or wrote in notes that the prices on ebay are fluctuating wildly um actually when, when i tried to find it it was completely impossible to even find a single copy mm. because when you search for life and death you find some iron maiden album instead <laughs> um <laughs>
3: Oh, well.
2: Yeah. I did see uh, an FM Towns version, but I think it was uh, $75 or something.
3: Oh, for an FM Towns game, that's probably quite cheap. But...
2: <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, yeah. Um, and I also saw some uh, bundles and, and collections in which it was featured. Uh, but those are generally still quite expensive as well. You can easily pay $30 or $40 for a, a, a box of, of several games.
0: Which are should- those are typically not very collectible, I think.
2: No, no, exactly. So, all in all, it's 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 difficult to find a f- to find a legitimate copy of this game for cheap. Yeah. Oh well.
3: Okay. But, what What can you say?
2: Maybe, uh, maybe you can hold on to yours, Richard, yeah. and then then sell it for for loads. Become
3: a millionaire. <laughs> well, that sounds sounds like a plan. Yeah. Or
0: use your newly acquired medical knowledge to become a doctor. Ooh, that could <laughs> yeah. even be more
2: profitable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I might end up in jail for that one. But yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't you? Don't you think you can apply at the NHS with just uh, this game as your only uh, mention on your CP? <laughs> What are your qualifications, sir? Well, (laughs) let me tell you, I've played this game quite a bit.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Does anyone else have... Um, something to
3: say about the game a uh, random bit of trivia for you yes, so please. if you get to if you get to the end of the game it shows you like a certificate to reward you or whatever on the screen I, I'm, I'm sure I remember from 30 years ago if you've got a printer plugged in it'll actually print out a certificate for you when you print the game although it doesn't mention it it just does it wow <laughs> that's crazy that's cool <laughs> that's insane yeah don't rely on that being correct but i'm pretty sure it did (laughs) that oh
2: that's really funny yes I, (laughs) i think what's also maybe notable to mention is um there's a copy protection it's right at the start of the game uh the phone rings and you have to answer a question and i'm not completely sure why you the surgeon has to answer the phone well there's clearly also a receptionist there but uh yeah, you have to answer a question over the phone, which is from the manual, I think, or something.
3: Yeah, what, what it is, you've been paged is what it is, so if anyone remembers pages from back then. Ah, oh, right. So right. the the copy protection is like a little mini pager with a couple of rotating wheels on, so you have to, like, ring them back, whoever paged you back on whatever line yeah. number shows up. Exactly. What happens if you fail it? I don't know no, you mentioned that. Hmm. It's, it, it asks you right before you do the first operation, if you notice. So you can do all the diagnosis stuff before it asks you, but you can't get into an operation.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. It's always funny to me, these novel copy protection schemes that they came up with. Because uh, on how many disks does the game actually come?
3: Uh, It's two five and a quarters or one three and a half. Right. Yeah, that's quite easy to
2: copy then, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it, I think.
0: Yeah, seems like it is. Okay, um, in that case, maybe we want to talk a bit about what's going on in the club right now and what's going to happen soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now it's our second anniversary month and that's typically our first-person shooter month, isn't it?
2: Definitely. Yeah, we started with Doom, which in hindsight, n- not knowing how to do a podcast and then starting with this game, maybe it was a mistake. Ma. <laughs> nah. But ah uh, well, we started with Doom, and then last year we did uh Duke Nukem 3D, right? Right. So uh, yeah, so this time round uh, we're doing Blood, which is uh, the 1997 yeah first-person shooter, also using the the build engine just like Duke Nukem. Exactly. And it's it's really difficult game. I can tell you that it's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly. But uh, yeah. It's really cool. It's uh, It features all these monks with shotguns and a voodoo doll you can stab at and fire. Lots of fire in this game and dynamite. And and what's actually really cool that, that surprised me while playing it is that uh, it's not entirely sprite-based. I thought all the things in the world were sprites, but some objects are actually voxel, real 3D objects, like uh, tombstones and things. So... Uh, Yeah, that's actually pretty clever.
0: Seems like this is a good game to play. And that's why we're doing it. Yeah. Now we're getting to more complicated uh, territory. (laughs) Um, For April, we wanted to play a game that's super old, uh, released in 2019. (laughs) Actually, it's so old that it's not released yet. And uh, April is approaching quickly. What's what's going on there? Yeah, it's... It's not entirely
2: sure, actually, what's going to happen, but uh, we've talked about this before. This guy, uh, David Murray, the 8-bit guy, he has a really popular YouTube channel, and he developed a new DOS game called Planet X3, which is really cool. He funded it through uh, Kickstarter last year, and um, yeah, it's just a brand new DOS game, and it's super legit. It's uh, It uses all the graphic modes and all the audio things, and it runs in DOSBox, but on real DOS hardware as well. So it's, yeah, it's just a cool new DOS game. So we thought it would be nice to feature it with the club. And actually we had hoped it would be available by February, like two months ago. Uh, or one month ago now. Uh, anyway.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just recently. Uh, two, last two, two, yeah. two months by the time this episode is released. Exactly. But the game was not released
2: to the public yet. I mean, the game is done. And he is shipping out physical copies of the game to all the backers of the Kickstarter. But it's not available for the general public yet. So then we didn't obviously feature it because it was not available. And we thought it would be available by April uh, because that's what he said himself, that it should be available mid-March. But it's not yet, so we're not completely sure what to do now. I think we'll wait a couple of days Decide, and if it's not available, then well, then we'll just pull ahead, uh, maze game right just one month early and and just wait until the game is available. But we'll definitely have Planet X3 on sometime, uh, but it has to be available for us to play it, so
0: right, we cannot. We, we're we not all backers of, of exactly. the kickstarter <laughs> and we also want the uh, general public to be able to play the game with us yeah. and without the game being available that doesn't seem to work that's it that's so for now we're planning to play uh black blackthorn in uh how, how do i pronounce it blackthorn in may uh, yeah i think blackthorn is, is yeah. how you say it yeah exactly um which is a platformer by blizzard entertainment Yep. If if that doesn't work out with Planet X Three, then we will just swap the two games, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Blackthorn is interesting. It's I'm
2: um, looking forward to that one because um, it's actually the first PC game by Blizzard under that name. I think they had a, a different name when they were first founded, but they changed um, it uh, to yes. to Blizzard at one point.
0: Was it Silicon and Synapse? Yeah, that's, yeah, was that the name. Yeah, exactly. But
2: Blackthorn is their first PC game after they were named Blizzard. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah. So, that's cool. And it's back when when Blizzard still made different games.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're still making different games now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Uh, But it's all tied into their universes now, isn't it? I mean, it's all either Warcraft or Starcraft or, or Diablo. It's all the the franchises they've established but back then they didn't have this going so uh yeah. so blackthorn is just a, a completely original game and it doesn't tie into any universe it's uh and it's really cool it's uh it's it's a platformer but it's not mario i can what? tell you that it's there
0: uh, there are other platformers besides mario
2: it's a guy with a gun and he's not messing around this uh this fellow he's it's really
0: Uh-oh. uh it's really, mean- yeah you mean like Duke Nukem?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's 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 like that. But it looks really good, and uh, it plays good too. So yeah.
0: Right. I mean, if it was released in '94, then they had all the hardware in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. To play with. Totally.
0: So uh, it's a great-looking game. Okay. So we are looking forward to that one. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on now and soon, and I think that concludes the episode, doesn't it? Yeah. So. Um, if you want to play the games with us and stay in touch, join us over at dosgameclub.com or chat with us on IRC, where we are um, on the channel DOS Game Club, surprisingly, in Afternet. Mm-hmm. Or you can use um, the chat widget on our website to go there if you're not so familiar with IRC. Follow us on Twitter, where we are also named DOS Game Club. And if you're listening to the show on some kind of podcasting app, then give us the best rating that this app supports. <laughs> because that would be very nice. Yeah, definitely. So that's it for this episode. Thanks, guys, for joining. Yeah, sure. Thank and you. Yeah. discussing this game that I had no idea about. <laughs> and I, I think I didn't miss that much, to be honest. Uh, Well, that's unfair. But that's... it's. That's what the episode
2: is there it's, for, right? It's, uh, it's an interesting novelty game, and I'm glad it exists, but I'm also glad we can now move on to different
0: games. <laughs> <laughs> You're glad that February is over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, thanks for joining, and to the listeners, thanks for listening, and bye. Yeah, thanks for hosting. Bye. Bye. Bye.